We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the Film Show. You're listening to Unscripted the Film Show. You can't handle the truth! Man, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to us on the pods or if you are listening live, you're listening to Unscript Tonight, my Unscriptonitians, <laughs> Unscriptonites. What, what, what was I calling them? Un- Unscriptonite. Unscriptonites. Thank you, Lewis. Um, that is the voice of Lewis. This is the voice of Rachel. Cecilia is not in tonight, but... Um, yeah, I'm partially not here either because I'm so tired. So apologies if I say anything ridiculous or you're welcome because it'll probably be entertaining. Um, Lewis went and saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, so he will be talking about that tonight. I did. Um, I watched the latest, um, well, the first episode of the latest season of Black Mirror on Netflix. I watched it also. Ah, good. We can have a bit of a talk about that. And I also watched, um, have you heard of a dude called Lewis Capaldi? Yeah, he's a singer. Yes. So I watched a documentary on Netflix about him as well because he's um, got Tourette's. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, really interesting fellow. Um, And he's Scottish. So, like, I finished watching it and was, like, doing a Scottish accent and feeling like it was really good. (laughs) (laughs) How can you tell if a Scottish person's got Tourette's or if they're just Scottish? (laughs) Well, he has physical tics. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because he's saying the C word to his parents, not to be abusive or mm. mean. He's literally just talking to them and they're also saying it back. So um, That's the Scottish bit. That's that's the Scottish <laughs> bit, yeah. Um, and also I went to, seriously, the most awesomest thing on the weekend. So it's still going for another week. I may as well just talk about it now. Well, do, yes. Because I'm s I was it was very fun. So the Strange Festival in uh Perth is on at the moment. They've got lots of strange things going on mm. and strange little art um uh what would you call it? Like art pieces and and art scenes and all that. Anyway, just crazy cool stuff and part of it is the is called exhumed and basically these are all uh, I've talked about it multiple times on the show so apologies I'm going to bang on about it again because it was bloody cool um they've got 38 uh, sorry 35 and 16 mil films that they are showing at the old Liberty Theatre which um had its it opened in the 1950s in Perth and then closed in the 90s um, and at the end of its life it was just showing like you know um, kung fu type movies those oh, those right. kind of things so now I mean it's old the seats have all been ripped out they had the um, obviously they've still got the screen there but they do things for the fringe there sometimes and they do concerts there um, 
and they had like uh, you know those seats you get when you go outdoor cinemas, like the, oh, the yeah. bean baggy te- type things. The kind of like a hammocky thing. Not a hammock, oh, bean, bag, bean bag. Okay, like yeah. that you sit and lay yep. on. So they had that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we went on the weekend to go and see Goonies on the big screen, and it was so friggin' cool because obviously it's an old piece of film, mm. so it's got all like the old. I don't know, like... Pops was, and crackles? Yeah, a bit fuzzy. And I feel like I saw things on screen that I've never seen before because the screen was so big and that was very exciting for <laughs> someone who's like a massive fan. And there's like, honestly, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. I mean, you know, mm. I had a 40th birthday that was Goonies themed. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, I went to Astoria where it was filmed with my brother. So, yeah, it's a it's a proper like obsession. Um, but, yeah, there's a scene where um, Mikey is having a look through this book um, and it's there's a Lou Gehrig um, baseball card in it. Mm-hmm. And at the time it would have been worth like $250,000. Now it would be worth like $650,000. So it's so funny that they go on this like treasure hunt and really they got not even very far into it and they found a an old baseball card from the 30s they could have made a lot of money out of. And, yeah, I've never really noticed that before. Because huh. even the sound in there obviously is, like, louder and in, it's Could you awesome. hear the sound of the projector? Could I? No, I couldn't hear the sound of the projector, okay. no. no. I, do, I do remember sometimes going to uh, old school theatres, mm. um, not the, the, the modern ones, more like Piccadilly, those yeah. kind of ones, and you could actually hear the sound of the projector behind you. Uh, yeah, I saw Blair Witch at Lunar Palace Cinemas in Leederville. Mm. Um, that was a while ago. Um, and we sat right at the back and we could hear it. It mm. was so cool. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's still on for the weekend, so... Uh, Tonight, currently, actually, they're showing Face Off um, and then Con Air and Pulp Fiction. So that's a good trio, but probably likely not going to get there. Tomorrow night, um, they're doing the 13th floor. I'm not too sure what that is. But, of course, uh, and then they've got something else, which has just got to be announced, so I'm not too sure what it's going to be. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course, which my friend Tamara reminded me that we saw a midnight screening of in, in Boston. I'm like, did we really do that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we did that with, with Mari. We rocked up at 12 o'clock at, in the morning. I'm like, oh, I've got a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturday, you've got Muppets from Space, The Iron Giant, Young Einstein, um, Heavy Metal, and then there's uh, the John Waters event, which is Hairsprayer, Dirty Shame and Pink Flamingos. And then on Sunday, they're doing Metropolis, Labyrinth, which... May or may not go to. Nah, probably not. Sorry, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that's to be announced, Natural Born Killers, Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith. Oh, it's an R18+. plus. And another to be announced. So if you're interested, do head on to the, the website for this. Just type in Strange Perth Festival. You'll find it. And honestly, that sometimes, um, you know, Luna Palaces does a lot of these old films um, on the big screen, obviously, with mm. lots of little events. And and sometimes you think, oh, well, I've seen it a hundred times. I don't need to see it on the big screen. Yes, you do, because if you've never seen it on the big screen, it is like the best experience to, to be able to absorb it like the way it was meant to be mm. back in the day. Mm. So um, if, you, if you're not 100% like sold on that idea, 
Um, go to a Monday double at, at Luna because they're a bit cheaper and you can see two for the price of one and, you know, it's a good way of doing it. Yeah, because I think the first one starts at six or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's cheap. But it is, it's a long a long night. But It uh, is a long <laughs> night. Hey, you could just see the first one. You don't. Mm. We're not forcing you to see both. I'm just saying, some of the movies were meant to be seen on the big screen. Yes. So, <laughs> could yes. You, could you remind me, uh, I've ordered my dinner... You've ordered your dinner. Uh, for 7.10. For 7.10. Yeah. So you really have to get out of here on time. Well, no, it's not so much that because it's, uh, it's around the corner here at um, uh, hometown, hometown Kitchen. And the reason is because, like, you know, usually, like, uh, I'd go home and Kat would cook or I'd be, be able to take out the way home. But she's uh, doing something tonight. So I've got to, like, you know, fend for myself. Oh, no. Um, and so I was like, oh, what can I have for dinner? And it's like, oh, I could go get some Hometown Kitchen. Because they, cause they used to be around the corner from my old house in Parkwood when we used to live in Parkwood and then they moved. It's funny that they moved all the way down here. And they moved all the way down here. So they're and right, it's still close to you. Yeah, right next to where the station is. Uh, and they did it around the same time we moved out of Parkwood. They moved out of Parkwood and came here. They it's knew. Very strange. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. I just mentioned because if anyone, like, lives in this area and is going, where, where do you get good you know, Malaysian Chinese from? Hometown, hometown's Kitchen is awesome. It like, is. I've been eating it for for. Decade. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a long time. At least a decade. Um, and, yeah, so if, if you're looking for it there in uh, Entrance Road, Coogee, uh, and there's some other, like, you know, eatery places around yeah. there as well. But You can um, book in and have a seat and eat in there as well. There's a few a yeah. few tables, but, yeah, good food. Good takeaway. I, I do agree with you there. They're not paying for this advertisement no, at not. all. I we just, just enjoy their food. Yes, and, and I was just like... And, hey, if they listen and they want us to be paid for this, you can certainly do that. Not me and Lewis. No. That doesn't go into our pocket, but you can definitely call us and be become a, like a sponsor of, yeah, the, yeah. of the show or, or the station. Because very soon we'll be playing Just an ad. Just in case. And that's what, that's what people do. They pay and, and that's how we ads. keep the lights on and, very, and, and pay for things. Very true. I was just not, like, not us. No, no. But I was just saying like hometown, Hometown's Kitchen is nice food and people should know about it. So that was uh, that was not uh, paid for at all. That was just that was opinion. Uh, and Thank you, John Laws. It's, it's my opinion that uh, it's good Chinese, Malaysian Chinese food, so go get it. <laughs> well, we, we bemoan the fact that we don't have anything good around us where we live and then there is a new Thai place, um, Thai story in Wellard and it's like the bomb. So we're happy and they're relatively new. So we're like, please... Please don't go out of business. We've got to go, got to go and uh, frequent them. Oh, we've gone there twice uh, twice already, two weeks in a mm. row. So we have frequented them nice. and I may frequent them tonight also because it is a fend-for-yourself night tonight also. Ah, In a financial year for Chris, so he's working late. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny how different businesses have, have end of financial things like because Kat's got end of financial year, which means she's going to be working really hard like doing stuff and then I've got end of financial year and my boss is taking us out for a boozy lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> very different ways of doing I'm, things. I'm taking next week off, so that's what I'm looking for. Is that, is that to. to avoid end of financial year? No, because they, they will do it. I have nothing to do with end oh, of financial yeah. year anymore. Like my old job I used to, I used to dread it. I used to dread the end of the month and the end of financial year because it was like, you know, all me and now I don't have to worry about that. I'm just a pleb. I like being a pleb. Yeah, being a cog. Cog is good. I like being a cog. Mm. Yes. Anyway, um, we might go away, um, play one of those sponsors that keeps the lights on here and we will be back talking about 
um, something, except um, I'm not too sure what we've decided to talk about first. So I guess you're going to find out at the same time as us. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Hey, Unscriptonites. Look at that. I remembered. <laughs> I'm not asleep right now. This this is the, the, the second show I've done this week. The second show? The second show. Uh, what other show did you do? I was a guest on uh, Lightbox, the WA Animate podcast. <gasps> cool. Um, and uh, I was Light, Lightbox. <laughs> Lightbox, yes. Oh. Uh, and I was there with uh, Dave O'Connell, who you, you might recognise from a lot of the uh, previews that you and I go to. Mm. Uh, you, you sit quite close to where he is. Um, and there was a, a Tanya Beeson and Lindsay Feel as well uh, as David. And we were, I was there mainly because of my connection to Disney. And we were talking about the dark Disney era, which was the era between... Um, the 1977 and 1989, where it was after Walt died and the the company was a bit, like, directionless. And so a lot of the films came out with, uh, you know, a lot more dark overtones. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's, um yeah, it was a really interesting discussion about it. So it happens near the end of the, the, the podcast. So I think it's like, you know, 30 minutes in and then we start talking about the uh, the dark Disney. So uh, very interesting. But, yeah, the uh, Lightbox, if you're into animation, uh, it's a monthly uh, vodcast that they do as a podcast as well, I think. Um, and it's uh, they talk about, like, stuff happening in animation um, in uh, WA, hence WA Animate. Um, and then, yeah, then they have a topic that they're going to discuss at the end of the show. So, yeah. Oh, wicked. We'll have um, to um, put that on our socials so people can find that episode and listen to it. Yes, we shall. That's wicked, man. I've done, um, what did I do this week? No podcasts. I did write a story. So, there you go. You wrote a story. What was the story about? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to synopsize. <laughs> a couple has an argument. It's, I've, I'm back at uni, so I've got an assignment. Uh, a couple is having an argument in a car because she's drunk too much and he's kind of an a-hole and during this argument they're going down a windy road and they accidentally hit another car and the other car like falls off the side. Oh. And no, I'm telling people what like what my story's about and then they're going to steal it. <laughs> Don't steal it. Copyright and all that jazz. But anyway, exactly. fingers crossed I get a good, a good score. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Good mark. Anyway, oh, we are so tangenting bad <laughs> here today. Do you want to talk about um, the the Mr. Jones movie? Um, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, wake up now. Should I find that song for the end of the show? Yes, you can. It's uh, done by Aqua. Aqua. Yeah. Um, we'll see if I can find it. Hey? I don't know if I'm going to talk about uh, Indiana Jones and the, <gasps> are you the not allowed Destiny to? now. I'll talk about it later in the you show. Just, you just don't want to. Um, uh, we I watched some telly though. Do you want me to talk about yeah, some telly? Yeah, tell me some tell me some telly stuff. Well, you saw some telly as well. Uh, I did. But the, uh, do you know like we pay for all these like you know streaming services, uh, Netflix, Binge, Disney Plus, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus. Am I missing any of them? I probably am. I don't know. Oh, there's there's too many. Stan, <laughs> you know, there's another one. Streamberry. Um, Streamberry. Come on, it's from Black 
Mirror. Oh, of course, yes. Well, we, we, we did. Yeah, I just watched a, a movie, a TV show. Yes, but the thing is, is that do you know that there's like free ones out there as well, like ABC iView and yeah, Seven Plus and SBS. I do because there's a couple of really great ones on ABC iView at the moment. But you, you shoot first. Well, because we watched uh, Interview with the Vampire on ABC iView. And then the other day I was kind of like, oh, we've got to find something to watch. And so I went to ABC iView and I just went, yeah, comedy. Let's look at comedy. Let's see what comedies they've got on ABC iView. And obviously they've got stuff like Auntie Donna on there, uh, Coffee Cafe, uh, which is really good. But I found a TV show called Queen of Oz with Catherine Tate. Have you heard of this TV oh, show? No, I haven't. But obviously I know who Catherine Tate is. Yeah. So uh, Queen Queen of Oz is oh, on my podcast. Just please don't like... Honestly, I mean, we have sponsors, but we can't afford to be fixing the mic and everything. Just chill, man. <laughs> so uh, Queen of Oz uh, is uh, a, a story about Catherine Tate playing uh, Princess Georgina. And Princess Georgina is like the, uh, the second in line to the throne. So her brother is the uh, is the first in line to the throne uh, and she's the spare. So, you know, the whole heir and the spare thing. Yes. She's, She's the spare, and she does tend to go uh, a little bit spare. <laughs> um, like the, um, she she likes to be a bit of a party girl, uh, and you know she sometimes when she's doing her her royal duties doesn't do them quite as she should. Um, and so the actual queen decides, well, I think the best solution is if I abdicate the throne of Australia. I send Georgina down to Australia and she becomes the queen of Australia. Oh, God. So Australia gets its own queen who is the dodgy child of uh, the, the reigning monarch and uh, she comes down under and, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Like as Catherine Tate's uh, stuff is uh, you know, usually very, very funny and yes. this, is, this is no exception, um, it's, uh, yeah... A great uh, little, you know, sitcom type show, and it's got only six episodes. And Cat oh, and I gotta love a, a short one. I said to Cat, uh, "Oh, did you want to watch this uh, this Queen of Oz?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah, we'll watch an episode." Six episodes later, we'd finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was really good. So I, I would highly recommend uh, checking out the the Queen of Oz. Um, yeah, but the uh, I did finally. Sorry, go ahead. I'm inter- interrupt us. That's just what I do us. Um, I finally got Chris to finish a TV show we started, which is pretty amazing because we start a lot and then I finish them by myself. Um, and it was Jury Duty. So if you were still not watched Jury Duty on Prime, watch it because it's hilarious. And then there's an extra eight episodes where there's commentary, which are just additionally funny. What what ever happened to commentary? I oh, my I, God. Honestly, I was so excited when there was, like, Chris, we finished watching them and he's like, oh, there's more episodes. And I'm like, no, there's not. I've watched them all. And he's like, no, no, look. And I just, I got very excited and very happy. So if you've if you've still not seen it, it's a blast. It's very funny. Yes, yeah. I'm prime. Sorry. I interrupted you. <laughs> That's quite all right. Um, also on ABC iView, Kat and I finished uh, Staged Season 3. Uh, which I think is the last season they're, they're, they're going to do of it, um, which was quite it was quite interesting because it's like started off with two episodes of like the show as the show had been, and then by the uh, second episode they're like uh, Michael Sheen's like that's it I'm out of it don't want to do this anymore, and then the next episode is kind of like a, an episode of a 
start of a documentary series. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite quite good. But uh, I think it was a, a product of its time, and its time was during COVID when yeah. everyone was doing the zoomy kind of things. So this was kind of a good good send off for it. So mm. so we watched that as well. Um, over on Disney Plus. Uh, Wait, I've got iView stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead if you've got iView stuff. I do. Um, there's a TV show called In Limbo, which is Australian, and it's a dude whose best friend dies. Sounds like a downer. It's a comedy. And then there's The Messenger, which is a really intriguing uh, story where a guy gets a message uh, every, like, week or something, and he has to go and try and help people. It's It's really – it's a bit out of the box. So – um, I, I, I'm just suggesting those two as well. Nice. Excellent. Mm. I've seen the, the trailer for at least the first one in Limbo. In Limbo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, on ABC iView, uh, Kat and I watched, uh, Rebels, um, Star Wars Rebels. There's, um, you mean Disney Plus. Disney Plus. What did I say? ABC iView. Oh, no, no, I, said, I thought I said Disney Plus. That matters not. We, we, not. we finished with ABC we iView. Said, yes. We have. We've gone now to Disney, Disney Plus. Now So... Disney Plus, we watched uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, which is four seasons long. And the reason for it is, is Ahsoka, the new Star Wars uh, series, is coming out later this year. And uh, basically that feels like that's going to be season five of Rebels. Right. So if you're, if you're a um, uh, fa- if you like Rebels or if you're looking forward to Ahsoka, then I definitely recommend getting on to, uh, um, getting on to Disney Plus and watching, uh, Rebel, watching uh, Rebels before you watch Ahsoka. Uh, also on Disney Plus, uh, Secret Wars, as uh, a Secret Invasion, uh, has now come out. Uh, the first two episodes are out on Disney Plus as well. Um, Secret Invasion is like a, a, a movie where it is uh, Nick Fury. And a TV show? A TV show, yeah. yeah. So uh, Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn, uh, good old uh, Mendo. Mendo. Yeah. Um, Mendo's reprising his role as Talos, uh, the, the Skrull, um, and Nick Fury is Nick Fury, um, as he always is. Or a Skrull. <laughs> no, um, but the, it, this is about the, the Skrulls not finding a, a homeworld and just deciding, well... Earth's there. That, that's kind of all right. We can just like take that. They won't. They won't worry about that, will they? Um, and so, yeah, it's about scrolls in, in infiltrating uh, high, high positions of power, and then like surreptitiously taking over the world. Well, that's a bit wrong of them, isn't it? But I guess that's what happens in Marvel. There's a lot of taking over things. Yeah, but it's kind of good though because with Marvel in the movies, there's been a lot of this big multiverse stuff that's mm. like just you, you know, multiverse spanning and it's like it's a, it's a lot to take on board, whereas this one here is very, very grounded and not a lot of superheroes or anything like that in it. Um, that's my uh, bag, man. Obviously, obviously you've got aliens in it with the scrolls, but it's more... Is it comedic? Because I feel like I remember the scrolls being a little bit comedic. It's 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 a lot more serious, a lot oh. more spycraft. Um, but it's the, the first episode been really good. So yeah, I recommend uh, if you like uh, Marvel, then uh, get on board and watch yourself some uh, Secret Invasion. Mm. Um, Black Mirror came back. Yes, <laughs> I was so excited. Um, I, I've only watched the first episode, and it's very very meta. Um, Anne Murray, is it not Anne Murray? <laughs> Annie Murphy, oh my goodness, um, who is well known for Shits Creek, um, stars as Joan, who she's not, I wouldn't say she's awful, 
but she's not fantastic. Um, but she follows her, her day and then she comes home and they see her and her partner see a TV show on their favourite streaming program, um, Streamberry, mm-hmm. uh, which has the same Netflix, like, intro and, and all that jazz, like the same sounds. I and wonder if they're influenced. And, mm, um, and they sit down to watch a TV show and there's a TV show that stars Salma Hayek looking exactly like Joan and it's called Joan is Awful and then they start watching it and it replays her day and then then she, well, I'm not going to give it anything <laughs> away actually because it's you need to watch it. Like, like all but like mirror episodes, they're hard to explain. Yeah. And I love that. How, sorry, I keep yeah. interrupting you. Um, but I love that there's something disgusting in this first episode, like there was something disgusting in the first episode of, of the very first series where you're like, oh, we should, didn't see that. But you don't see anything. It's yeah. just like the idea. And the idea is enough for me. <laughs> I just remembered that scene. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, it's interesting because when we were watching this, this show, mm. um, we saw Annie Murphy and we're just going, who is this person? <laughs> like, who is it? it was, and we looked at her and we went, oh, yes, it's her from Schitt's Creek. It's, uh, Did you actually finish all of Schitt's Creek? Yeah, yeah, we finished it all. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it the best? It's It's good. I don't know if I go on out of limits. That's the best, but it's definitely. I, I good. think I just really like David and Patrick. Mm-hmm. I just got very obsessed with. I, w- I was shipping them real bad, <laughs> so yeah. Now I have no nobody to ship. But anyway, but yeah, it was. Uh, no, Shit's Creek was good. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think they, I'm, I'm happy the Black Mirror's back because you're right. It is like uh, looking at society and just twisting it, and I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I really do. And it's it, part of it was like I, I like how they basically grab your fears that you already have about technology and show you what might happen if we let those if if those fears are actually true and it was very cool. And I'm just like, be, where is this going? And there's a moral to the story. Be careful what you sign. Be, yes, <laughs> read the terms and conditions, people. Doesn't we, matter how long they are. Which we don't. Who? Who ever reads the terms and conditions? Nobody. I've no. probably signed my, my soul away to the devil like 15 times. Yeah. And it's all these streaming services that I keep signing. So all these devils are going to be fighting over your soul when you're uh, you know, I know. Part, mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I'm so tired because I'm soulless. Ah, but, no. it's, but there's a lot of like... At the moment, there's a lot of uh, good stuff on the, the streaming services. I say that because there's also a writer strike in America that's mm. been going on for a long time and it's probably going to go for even longer, um, at, at which point we're going to end up with uh, more reality TV shows because that's what happened last time. Um, so hopefully they wrap up the writer strike sooner rather than later. Yeah. The writers get what they're looking for. Um, and then uh, obviously you know, the directors and actors and everyone else can go on strike and get what they're looking for and then we can get They've back to got they got what they want, surely. Um, but speaking of, of um, writer's strikes, um, I did see some, I saw, um, oh, geez, I've forgotten her first name, Waddingham. Um, uh, oh, my godfather. Hannah. Hannah Waddingham, is that mm. her name? Um, mm, Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, I think Hannah Waddingham, yes, yes. Yay. Yep. So she was out there striking for the writers 
Um, the whole bunch of people who are in Superstore, um, we're all striding, striking for the writers. And it's it's if there's no writers, they have nothing to say. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, also on Netflix is Lewis Capaldi, How I'm Feeling Now. So I really only knew a couple of his songs um, and I'm not a massive fan just because it's kind of not my sort of music. But he's huge. People love him. And uh, he's Scottish. And he's recently come out and said that he has Tourette's. And it's something he's developed quite late in life. Um, You know, it's something that you think people are born with, which is what I thought, you know. And maybe it's been laying dormant and he's had such a hard... Like, he became famous with these songs and then, you know, he's made his first album... And he's huge, and then he's got to come up with the sophomore album, and it's a lot of pressure, mm. and there's a lot of touring, and there's a lot of like, here's 53 songs I wrote, and then the studio goes, yeah, but only four of them are good. Um, so it's a lot of pressure. So mm. he ends up having some difficult mental health challenges that end up leading to the Tourette's becoming. Um, obvious and then diagnosed so it's a really interesting documentary and recently um just in the last week um uh glastonbury he was at the glaston is it's called glastonbury isn't it festival and he was up there singing his uh most famous song and his tics kind of took over and he couldn't really sing so the whole audience was singing and honestly brought a tear to my eye it's like oh man they're really helping him out it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Humanity can be beautiful sometimes. So, yeah, if you are a fan of Lewis Capaldi or even if you're not and you're interested in, I don't know, people and how they make their music and just listening to um, awesome Scottish accents for an hour and a half, that's on Netflix and, and it's quite entertaining. Yeah, really interesting. Excellent. Hmm. Well, we might play a couple of those sponsors, come back and then can we talk about Dr Jones? Then we can. Okay. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So Indiana Jones, colon, and the Dial of Destiny, or is it Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, no colon? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, no no colon. colon. Uh, This, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the fifth Indiana Jones film. So back in 81... I think we had uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. We, we can research so this. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and then in it was 84, there was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, in 89, there was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. In 2008, there was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. And then now, in 2023, we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Well done. Yes. You got them all right. 81, 84, 89, 2008 and 2013. What? No, 2023. 2023. That's correct. That's correct. Oh, goodness. Um, the, we went back in time. Yeah, in preparation for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Kat and I went back and rewatched all the, the movies um, and admittedly like um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom are a, films of that time and that are a bit, Older and like uh, in 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 um, uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, he it, there's a lot more exposition. Like it's one of those those films where they they need to explain everything to you. Mm. Um, then you get to Temple of Doom, and Temple of Doom is just 
action and makes no sense and it's just like uh, go action be action be action be let's slightly ex- problematic yeah. as well let's be fair yeah let's not explain anything let's just move this thing on uh, and then the best of the Indiana Jones films uh, The Last Crusade because you had in, you had um, Harrison Ford you had Sean Connery bouncing off each other as father and son even though I think Sean Connery's like just 12 years older than him um <laughs> Really? Yeah, uh, it's just, it's great. Really, really fantastic. Uh, then with the Crystal Skull, they were trying to you know, bring things together uh, and you had uh, Marion come back and uh, had uh, introduced the, the, um, his son, played by Shia LaBeouf, uh, who is unfortunately called Mutt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, who calls their kid Mutt? Yeah, I know. Well, no, it's his, it's his nickname. So his, I think okay. his real name was like either. Mutley. <laughs> I think his, his real name was like Indiana Jones or, or Indiana's real name or something like that. But um, I actually think like it's not a bad film. Like a lot of people have issues with Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's very enjoyable and uh, it's like for my money uh, before uh, Dial of Destiny came out, it would have been uh, – uh, the, if you uh, say the best, no, 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 no. I, I think, as I said, um, the uh, Last Crusade is the best of the Indiana Jones films. But for my money, up to that point, uh, Crystal Skull was the second best um, because I think the other two were just too aged. Um, but the uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I think, now is definitely the second best. Uh, <laughs> it, it's oh, really? Not as not as good as. Uh... Not, not as good as um, well, no, no, because I mean, they, they, there was magic there that happened between Sean Connery and yes, Indiana, and and um, Harrison Ford, like that. That magic is hard to to, to generate. Yeah, no, there's there's no. I, I can't believe you're putting it above like <laughs> Temple of Doom and and Raiders of the Lost Ark, though. But the, 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 not that I've seen yeah, it, so I can't judge. There are issues with Temple of Doom and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So what are they? Um, have you watched them recently? I have watched them recently. I do understand they're problematic, <laughs> but I, for my childhood, I, I just I appreciate it from my childhood. Yeah, but there's, there's films like that were made in the the seventies and eighties that are still hold up today. That are not and problematic. Are, yeah. Well, not not so much the, the problematic side. They're just watchable, like really watchable. Like Star Wars is Indiana really watchable. Jones is totally watchable. It's, what is your argument there? It's just the slow pacing of Raiders of the Lost Ark and it's the, the, the lack of story in Temple of Doom. Like, that's the, 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 the issues. I'm not saying they're bad films. Okay. I'm just saying, like, on a scale of Raiders of the Lost Ark to Dial of Destiny, Last Crusade is the best film. And Dial of Destiny apparently is number two. Dial of Destiny is, is number two. I am shocked. And this, this film, uh, like, the, well, the thing is, if you have a good... Um, yeah, you, know, you, you, you in the Indiana Jones film, you need to have uh, like a good uh, uh, supporting cast. Yes, and in this film, as far as supporting cast goes, Phoebe Waller Bridge is the best supporting cast you can get. Like she is, you know, she's got presence. Uh, she's got a great voice. She's got style. She's, she's got grace. Exactly. She's she's fantastic. Now, sorry, um, <laughs> literally just singing the nanny. <laughs> I was like, you didn't even notice. She's got style. She's got grace. That's how she became. Hmm. No, anyway, I did no. not. Uh, didn't pick up on that. But thank you. You're welcome. Now, 
in this uh, in Dial Desi, she plays Helena, who is the daughter of Basil Shaw, who is like a professor friend of Indiana Jones. Uh, and the film uh, starts off with their adventure during Nazi Germany, right at the end of Nazi Germany, where everything's gone pear shaped, and the Nazis are just kind of like, let's grab everything we can and like put it on a train and get the funk out of here. <laughs> And uh, <gasps> Mads Mickelson's in it. <laughs> yeah, and, sorry. And then you've got uh, you know Mads Mickelson, who is the uh, the Nazi, and he's like, uh, we need that spear that they speared in the side of Jesus. And then they uh, they like, oh yeah, screw the spear. There's this thing, and we can travel through time with it. So let's take oh, that. Oh no. Um, no, 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 don't. Okay, don't, no, don't get, no, I'm still listening. Yeah. It's all good. Don't. Come on, seriously. In the first Indiana Jones film, it was it was all about like you know Raiders of the Lost Ark and finding this this thing, and then all of a sudden melty faces mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's a mythology I've grown up with though. Yeah, and there's the thing is like you, know, I, I I'm baffled where like there's these these things like the uh, the the. the the chalice and you drink from the, the the chalice thing and you live forever and it's like, why why is crystal skulls and why is time travel just that step too far for people they go oh yeah but the other thing were, were, were seated in reality no they weren't well they are in a in i'm not going to get into a huge philosophical thing but there is uh, there is historical evidence of a person called jesus who was alive it's a it's a real human being who was alive, but anyway, um, so that's why it is seated in some kind of, you know. I think the uh, the, the actual like uh, dial of destiny is uh, something to do with Archimedes. Oh, um, so I think the actual thing might be a, a real real thing. I'm not not saying there, there was. Oh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna remember what it is, but it starts with an M, maybe. Um, and there was this uh, thing found in the water, in the ocean, and it was like a box. And everyone was like, "What does this box do?" And they're like, "I don't know." Oh man, somebody out there is like picking up what I'm putting down, but I just my brain is malfunctioning big time. Yeah, so the the the, the Phil's McGuffin is a fictional Archimedes dial. So there there isn't actually a a dial that's going to um you know open up a, a thing in time so you can travel back to the past, uh but you know you need to uh, invent these things so that you can have an actual movie. Uh, otherwise, uh if you didn't have the fantastical element, it would be very very boring. Um so yeah, in in the, uh, the this movie you get that first bit, which is Indiana Jones as a young person having an adventure, and the de aging is amazing. Like seriously, you're you're, really? you're thinking that back in the the time of um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, they just decided to film a train heist uh, just in case they ever made a film in 2023 where they needed it. Wow! Um, and so he's not aged at all then. What, no, no, they've de-aged him. Well, that's what I mean. Yes. So he's like not – it's not like Crystal – it's happening before Crystal. the events of Crystal Skull then. Part of the film is before the events of Crystal Skull. So right. part, of the, part of the events are you know, around about the time of, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but the majority of the film is in the 70s. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So – so the film starts with uh, with this scene and it introduces you to uh, obviously reintroduces you to Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, uh, introduces you to Toby Jones as Basil Shaw, and it introduces you to Mads Mikkelsen as Doctor Vorla. Um, and uh, yeah, and so then 
we get to the seventies and uh, Indiana Jones is old, mm. you know, as as you do. You well, that's age. what happens. You do age, <laughs> yes. Um, we find out uh, what his relationship status is with with Marion because at the end of uh, Crystal Skull they were getting married. And uh, and he had Jeez, a son- I must have blocked out that entire movie. I don't remember that and at all. He had a son called Martin. Watch Crystal Skull again. I think I honestly think like people give it a bit of a battering, but it's a it's a good film. Okay. <laughs> um, but the uh, yeah, so so you've got that. Um, then uh, he's like you know retiring from the professory type thing. Professory. And I don't run- know if that's a real word, but <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. And Thank you. Runs into uh, Helena, who he he knew because he knew her as a as a child. He was friends with Basil, and she's kind of like, dude, let's adventure together. Let's get this Archimedes dial thing, and that'll be awesome. And uh, and he's like, no, let's not. But then the Nazis decided, let's. <laughs> and so in the seventies, you've got Nazis coming back because Indiana Jones is the best when he's beating up on Nazis. Yes. So this is sounding more and more like my cup of tea. Actually, this this is everyone's cup of tea. Um, this is is fantastic. I mean, admittedly, like you know. Harrison Ford is is old. He's slowed down. He's not the same ass kicking Indiana Jones we knew of the past. But Phoebe Waller Bridge is pretty kick ass. So yeah, I would um, highly recommend this film. Uh, ironically enough, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge kind of has her own uh, short round in this. So there's a, oh. there's an homage to short round, but there is no short round in this movie, unfortunately. Well, I mean, let's be fair. It never really made sense. Short round. But anyway, that's I, right. I still like an explanation of where he went. Like, uh, did he just die on a bit? Or like where he came. Like, they give this explanation at the start and it's like, but you, you're also a professor at, at a university. Have you been here for a couple of years? Like, what's the what's the story, man? Did you just uh, – it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that whole – like you said, that whole movie slightly doesn't make sense. No, it does not. But uh, yeah, Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny. It's it's great. Uh, the first indie, I believe, not to be directed by Steven Spielberg, but directed very well by James Mangold. So yeah, mm. it's. Uh, I was I was uh, just. It's Indiana Jones is a thing of its time. It's it's based yeah. on those serials of the bygone era of like the cliffhanger endings and yeah. the adventure and all those kind of things. Um, and it's amazing that we've managed to go from the early 80s to 2023 and one actor has played that part without them rebooting it and mm. recasting it. Um, I don't know what happens like when we lose Harrison Ford if, if that eventually does happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is not um, immortal. Yeah. He will die at some point. But he, he's, he's like said, this is my last Indiana Jones. So is this the last time we see Indiana Jones? Will he get recast at some point? Um, I don't know. That's a hard hard thing to say. Like, would we enjoy somebody else playing Indiana Jones? Well, see, this, this is the thing, right? There's a section of the community, which would be, you know, our age, who get all up in arms about reboots, right? And to some extent, I also get up in arms about reboots. But then I have to remember that, you know, for the kids of this time period you know, it's a chance for them to watch something that is modernised slightly so that it's more, you know, something they'd be into, but it's still a great story. Like in a classic example is 
Jurassic Park. Mm. I was like, why are you making this? But honestly, Bryce and all his mates friggin' love the new ones. Mm. So... You know, and it's the same with Star Wars. You know, you've got a whole bunch of pe- uh, people that were raised on, you know, episodes one, two and three instead of what we were raised on. So there is sort of a place for it to a certain extent. And, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think I'd mind really because mm, mm. it, it is it is going to be – it's a cool, like, scenario. It's a cool story to, to retell. So how are you scoring this? Uh, I am going to give this one four and a half whiskeys because there's a lot of whiskey in this film. Oh, yeah, right. Um, well, while you were reviewing that, I typed into Google, old box found under sea. Right. Right. Mm. And I found what I was looking for. Thanks, Google. Uh, the Antikythera me- mechanism which is a 2,000-year-old computer, effectively. Right. Uh, it's this bronze thing that was found. Um, divers found it off a, a Greek island. It's like, you know, it was found on a ship or something. And they really don't know what the heck it was used for. Um, but it appears to be like some form of technology. Mm. So, um you know, so they've they've taken that idea and then they've done this whole yeah this Archimedes dial is around that sort of thing that can find you know ways of getting back to the past. But mm. but it's great film. It's so good. The, the kind of, it's kind of like the films we don't see anymore, and that's yeah. what makes it good. It's like last year we saw Top Gun, and Top Gun blew us away with all of its like you know actually sticking a camera on a plane and <laughs> doing things like actually practically. Um, and this is the same thing. I mean, there is obviously a lot of elements that are CG and stuff like that in this film. Mm. Hell, the first fifteen minutes of the film, all of Harrison Ford is pretty much CG, but it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's funny that you've seen that, and there's like so much CG. And then we've just watched that episode of Black Mirror where yeah. that becomes a bit of an issue. Mm, that mm. like fake that cuz I mean the what what are they called deep fakes? Yes. They're ridiculously good. And we are going to get to the point maybe which was part of the point of what the Black Mirror episode was is that you know art is going to disappear and we'll just have you know all CGI but then it becomes a different kind of art. Mm. Not that they were saying that in Black Mirror, but, yeah, it's an interesting one. We live in uh, different times. But we should uh, – have we done all our ads? We, uh, we have one yeah. more sponsor. We have one more sponsor. I will play that and then uh, we shall be wrapping it up. So it, it is – we are we are coming to the end of our uh, program. <laughs> I don't think Podcast? I've ever uh, – Yeah, I, I just felt like saying program because once upon a time things were all called programs and – and, you know, I just felt like saying it. Um, so, yes, we are wrapping it up for the night is, is what I'm getting to. Have we got any last things to to discuss before we, we venture out of this um, studio? I'm seeing Mission Impossible next week. Oh. The first part of Dead Reckoning. Oh, it's another one of those, like, we've split this in two but business. It, they, they, they've done the right thing, though. Unlike Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse, uh, where originally that was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, and then we're going to do Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 2. So that would have 
clued people in at the start of the movie mm-hmm. that this movie is not going to have the definitive ending you're probably hoping for. Because yeah, I was glad that um, Kathy did tell us at the start because mm. I was like, what? Yeah, because I think a lot of people do get to the end of that film and just go, hey, hey what? Uh, uh, what? Apparently there's different versions out there. Oh. I don't know if that's true, though. Well, are, I think that's just one of those clickbait things. No, there are different versions, but it's more how it's screened than how it's, like, than the than story. Than the story itself. So I think if you go and see it in any of the versions, you're going to get the same story. Right. Uh, it's just whether you're going to be, you know, seeing it in a uh, a screen that's IMAX or a screen oh. that's, like, you know, uh, what got the things on the side or a 4DX screen or a, I, I think Cause, it's... Because it makes me think of, like, it made me think of Clue when that came out. Um, there were three different endings that were appearing in cinemas and then when it came out on the on TV and on VHS, because mm. we're old, um, the, yeah, it had all the three endings mm. at the end. Man, I loved that movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And that's based on Cluedo, the, uh, the, the board yes. game. Yes. So. Oh, and it's being remade. Oh, really now? Yes. Um, I feel like Ryan Reynolds might be behind this one. Um, executive producer or something. Do you know what they need to do more of is those, those like uh, Black Mirror did Bandersnatch, which was a choose-your-own-adventure kind of a yeah, story. Yeah, that they was cool, need man. need to do more of those kind of things now that we've got the technology to do that. Like how good was it as a book? You read a book and we go, um, go to this page if you want to do this or go to this page to do this. And it's like turn the page and go, you died. Oh, okay, I'll go back to the start. <laughs> yeah. Know? They were great, those mm. choose-your-own-adventure books. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is um, is really remaking it. So, uh, oh, look, this, this information's back from 2022. So let's hope it's still happening. So Fingers yeah. crossed. Because I reckon it'd be fun. It's fun. Mm. Um, what else? So, um, uh, well, ah, oh, yeah, you're, so you're watching Mission Impossible. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yes. I am going to see Joyride. I think that's next week. Um, I'm pretty sure that's on Tuesday night, so I should be able to talk about that. Just had our tickets to Barbie come out to us in the in our inbox, so looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, and uh, I am going to a Mean Girls quiz night next week, so. That shall be fun. I might have to uh, watch Mean Girls again and try to not get annoyed by how problematic certain <laughs> things are. So, hmm. it, we just I, don't, I just think when you watch these things, it just reminds you of how far we've come as people and yep. society. Yeah, there. and I mean, Mean Girls is just not that old. <laughs> and the stuff that it's saying is like, wow, this is really bad. But, uh, yeah, I have to remember it is a movie of its time, like all movies are of its time. Yeah. Some things age poorly. <laughs> That's right. That's very, very, very true. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Like, because I thought we were so progressive in the nineties. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> but, but then you kind of like look back, and go, oh, hang on a tick. Really, like, um, you know, you look at all the sitcoms and stuff like that. And go, there's not a you know dark you know tan face or anything like that. There's not a black face. There's it's not not black face. I mean, like you know, <laughs> I was going to say, or there is black face. Or there is black face. Yeah. Uh, or there's Mickey Rooney dressed up as a Chinese, Chinese person. person. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. 
So it's, yeah, it's amazing like how far we've come, even though we thought we were progressive in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And we, we're always going to get better. And uh, We are. Yeah. I mean, Bryce is going to grow up and he's going to be saying, oh, can you believe we did X, Y, Z when, you know, I was a kid? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I did end up finding Aqua's... Dr. Jones, by the way. So we will finish off with Mm -hmm. that song. As long as there's nothing else, um, although we still have a couple more minutes. Um, Can you tell we're trying to stretch it? (laughs) We're just like pulling a taffy, pulling a taffy. Uh, Um, Yeah. Well, if we've got time to to stretch, then I might as well have time to promote our other shows. Um, Yes, good idea. So if you're into uh, Disney, uh, if you like Disney at all, uh, if you've ever been to the the theme parks or want to go to the theme parks, why don't you listen to Diz Down Under? Yeah, why? Don't you? Yeah. Why aren't you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> don't, Sorry. Don't badger them into listening. Um, <laughs> which is uh, Australia's only uh, weekly Disney uh, Disney uh, podcast, and we talk about the Disney movies, the TV shows, the theme parks, uh, the cruise ships. Uh, Kat and I are going to be uh, getting on to the the magic, uh, the, the wonder, the wonder down under a bit later on this year over in that old Sydney. Wicked. Um, and uh, so yeah, we talk about that kind of stuff and. Uh, um, you know, we've got very little Disney down here, so we uh, we you know, fill you in every week. Uh, also, uh, if you like this uh, this show, uh, Unscripted the Film Show is also uh, a podcast as well. Uh, we pretty much take the radio show, uh, cut out the ads, and then stick it up as a, a podcast. So you can listen to us again, uh, ad-free, if you want to do that on the podcast. Um, uh, yes. And then uh, we've got uh, Tangent City, uh, which uh, is just a, a thing that's all over the place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there were quite a few episodes, and then... Um, I kind of fell off the wagon and then there's not as many episodes, but they don't age. Yes. You go back and they're not time specific. (laughs) And talking about... Apart from when we started talking about COVID and how it was just a little flu and what's everyone's big problem with it. See, it's something... Those ones did not age well. Exactly, exactly. So even, even things we did a few years back... Didn't age well. I'm so, sc- I'm scared to listen back to yeah. those. Like how embarrassing. Oh, we, we were just so we were just so hopeful. I think that it wasn't yes. going to be. It wasn't going to. I think it's just never happened in our time. Yeah. yeah. Period. Like hope- we don't know anything about the Spanish flu era at all. Mm. So it was to us. It was like, I mean, come on, guys, settle down. But yeah, that was crazy times, guys. Bad, crazy times. Bad news bears. Uh, and apparently, The Witcher is back on Netflix shortly um, <laughs> because. Uh, I've got a group of girlfriends that we talk and they're like, oh, my God, Mr. Cavell is going to be back on Netflix. And I, I had to put a, like, Cavill. Yep. Is it, but isn't, haven't they replaced him with someone else? I don't song? know. But they put it in the chat and I'm like, question mark? I'm not sure yeah, what you're talking I, about. And they're like, oh, my God. Because I'm pretty sure he quit that to play Superman and uh, DC went, oh, we've got some news, Henry. <laughs> you're not Superman anymore. I'm, 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 well, why are they so excited then? Oh. May I don't know. I'm... Uh, maybe he came back. Maybe he did season three before he stopped being Geralt, whatever his name is. I don't know. I, I know nothing. Um, but my friends were definitely upset that well, I didn't know what they were talking we about. We've got to play that he song. He is. He is. Look. He is. Fair All right. We've got to go. Yes, we've got to go. See you later, guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.